Well, uh, I think this should be recording. We'll go ahead and do a little test. It looks like we are, so that's good. Good. On our currently untitled podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is kind of fun. I thought, um, so we're going to do a thing. This is a podcast. This is uh, Bobby Benavides And Jared St. Martin Brown. Coming in here with no script, just a, uh, a, a loose working agenda that comes from, uh, I don't know, several years of... You know, being angry at hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah. I think being angry at hypocrisy. I think being um, frustrated with uh, the the way that the church has handled some cultural issues, the way that um, culture has defined the church. And I think how we, as people who claim to follow Christ, I think that we have a responsibility to speak into some of these issues and to speak into um, how we can be doing things differently. How can We'd be addressing things differently. Mm-hmm. So when you say church, you're talking church with the capital C. Yes. Uh, the bride of Christ. Yes. Um, the worldwide, every uh, Christian who believes in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is in this church. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That church. Yeah, I think th- – yeah, that's a, that's a very good point because I think that um, a lot of times we, we miss out on the idea of the capital C. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go into – once you define church, it's like, oh, well, my church. No, 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 right. no, no, no. It's bigger than that. Or some people mean American church. Uh, you know, frequently when I talk about Christians, uh, I guess I'm probably really only talking about uh, Christians that I encounter. Like, you know, American culture, uh, the very loud um, Christian voice that's on social media today. I I have no idea what's going on in the, in the church worldwide. Right. You know, unless someone tells me. Yeah. Right. So, so this is just – our perspective of the church today, but we, we don't have a name for this thing. We came in here and uh, looked at each other and said, "What do we call this podcast?" So, yeah, what, what do we call this podcast? That, that actually that actually sounds like a fun name. To be honest with you, I think that would. But uh, what is? But the what do we call this? What podcast? do we call this podcast? <laughs> I think it'd be fun to, to have that title. What do we call this thing? One um, of my favorite podcast names comes from two uh, comedians out of Canada, and it's called "Stop Podcasting Yourself." <laughs> That's funny. It is. Yeah. I don't think that's quite the tone we're going for. Um, no. You know, we are going to talk a lot about uh, religion and politics and culture, um, specifically American culture. I mean, that's what we're seeing. That's where we're living. Yeah. You know, uh, we're coming to you from, I think, one of the most American places you can come from. So. Yeah, very true. West Virginia. Yeah. In fact, even to, to address that, I was, I was just in a um, – a fast food establishment. Um, I probably can't use their name. I don't know, but I, so I'm not going to. But I was at a fast food establishment getting a. That's a, a good point. I didn't even think about not using <laughs> brand names. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm about know to get very cryptic here. Yeah, I'm. Ha- yeah, I'm we don't have to... any money for licenses. <laughs> yeah, uh, or, or <laughs> yeah. Even so, even the music was done by my brother. Yeah. Um, so and and he did yeah. it for free. So um, can I say Christian Church? Is that trademarked? I don't think so. Okay. Probably it probably is somewhere. It's probably I'm trademarked. Like the happy birthday song. Somebody yeah. just swooped in and be like, yeah. you can't say Jesus until you pay us. Yeah, you probably we probably do have to pay like Franklin Graham or something. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Jerry saying? Falwell Jr. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All this. Anyway, um, but but I was in this fast food establishment and, and I was sitting there and, you know, I saw I saw some people start praying um, before their food, you know, which is good. I, I have nothing against that. It's awesome. I think it's good when people do that, um, you know, as long as it's genuine and not just out of habit or um, obligation. Um, but anyway, so they were doing that, and um, but then they also had um, Fox News on TV, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, there was they were talking about the the 
migrant caravan, the immigrant caravan, whatever they call it now, whatever the title is of the caravan. The, the caravan. Yeah, yeah. The, the whatever, coming in. Yeah. Um, and I heard the guy who just got done praying say something like, um, I thought California was seceding from the United States, which was a rumor, but of course it's not going to happen. Wait, right? wait, was this in the restaurant or on yeah, the no, television? No, it was in, in the restaurant. This oh, guy was God. talking. Yeah, okay, I hadn't seen Fox News in a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if they'd gone there yet. No. So, okay. yeah, so, so this guy was there, and he just says something like, um, he says, I thought California was seceding from the United States of America. Um, and he's like, whatever happened to that? <laughs> and, I said, and I was just kind of listening, and then my mom going like, um, I don't know whatever happened to that. Um, this is kind of interesting. What's going on? And then he says to carry. He goes for. He's like, I wish they would though, because then they could take all these immigrants in, <laughs> and then they could go ahead and deal with them. And I mean, they wouldn't get any of our resources though. And and I was just like, you just got done praying, right, to a god who wants to care for those who are least lost, oppressed, and broken. Mm-hmm. But yet you're going to say you wish that a state would secede from us because and not get any resources from us mm-hmm. to care for those who are oppressed, broken, lost, and least. Correct. Kind of the attitude of these people are here and the best way I have to deal with them is get them to go somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Oh. Even to the point of making California its own country. Right. <laughs> right. right. And by yeah. the way, whatever happened to that was there was no civil war. Uh, you, <laughs> you can't secede from the union unless you have a civil war. Yeah. That's the only reason West Virginia became a state is because it happened in a time of war. Uh, there's always been a group that uh, – uh, a very proud but small group uh, who wants to see Texas become its own country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're out there. Uh, they, they know who they are. And uh, I've met uh, some in person, and uh, the reason that doesn't happen is because it, it'll take an actual civil war to break off from the union. That's just that's just how it works. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, so those are the kind of things, though, for us, I think, that what we want to talk about, what we want to right. address is like these this cultural Christianity – that has created this divide mm-hmm. that we need to really be addressing right. as people um, who who do claim Jesus and right. claim claim to follow Him and, and are striving to follow Him well and and, and what we see in the scriptures. Um, you know, we could look at the what they say about the red letters, right? The red letter Christians that, that are yeah. out there, and mm-hmm. and I think that's a legitimate thing. But I mean, the New Testament as a whole is something we should be holding on to, but. What does it all say? What, what does, does the Old say? Testament yeah. say? You know, but yeah, and uh, from what I understand of red letter Christians, uh, the idea is that um, the words of Jesus should be important. Not that that's the only thing that's important, yeah. but the the idea that Jesus meant what he said. Mm-hmm. And I I'm coming from that point of view. Uh, I was raised, uh, you know, I was raised in a Christian household. I grew up in youth group. I went to summer camps. You know, uh, you know, I've had my ups and downs spiritually, but there's always been this this return uh, to the to the teachings of Jesus and uh, some and now more than ever when I just throw out the simple wouldn't Jesus want us to take care of these people uh, the attitude coming back to me is that's naive yeah yeah it's it's naive to assume that Jesus meant what he said yeah yeah I think and but then again it gets to the whole thing of well we need to take care of our own first right what's our own yeah that's the thing yeah and 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 you know what um uh, that is where you start to hear these these undertones of um, either nationalism or racism or a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when people say let's take care of our own, some people mean every American citizen, but some people mean white people mm-hmm. or whatever they happen to be who's saying this. You know, yeah. And um, that is uh, that's where we start to run into these things. And uh, people who say these things, 
uh, so many of them wouldn't call themselves nationalists, wouldn't call themselves racist, but when they start thinking in their minds, who should I be taking care of first, you know, um, I, I think they mean English-speaking people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And so it's a, you know it's a fine line, it's a tension on certain things, but there is very clear in Scripture as to how we should be handling a lot of these things that we see in culture today. And so uh, Jared and I, um, we want to we want to address those things. And so um, before we go any further, because we did start talking about a lot of stuff already, um, which is kind of who we're going to be and what we're going to be doing okay. in this thing. But let's go ahead and take the last couple minutes of this intro podcast mm-hmm. because that's what this is, just to give you kind of a taste of what our conversations are going to be like. Um, let's introduce ourselves a little bit more. Because I said, hey, I'm Bobby Benavides. You said Jared St. Martin Brown. And I'm Brown. Jared St. Martin Brown. But who and, are you? Right. Like, um, so, so Jared, who are you? Like, where, like So tell me uh, – let's tell the audience. Let's tell the listeners. Um, I know you. Right. We, we go back. But um, you are a teacher. I'm going to uh, get this question wrong because yeah. one time a pastor asked me, who are you? So I'm Jared. He says, no, that's your name. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm uh, – I'm co- at the time I was a college student. I said I'm a college student. He says, no, that's what you do. Who are you? You know, he was getting deep into my soul, you know, Robin Williams. And, uh, you know, it, it, the conversation, I think he wanted it. I think he wanted me to say that, uh, I am a a servant of the living God, a follower of Christ. (laughs) I am that. But in the superficial worldly level, uh, I am a white male from, uh, well, I'm from Clarksburg, West Virginia. I was born in Fairmont. That'll let you look up my birth certificate in case you want to dox me or something. And Fairmont and, <laughs> is the birthplace of pepperoni rolls. So Fairmont is the birthplace. I come from the same place as pepperoni rolls. We there may have know. to have a segment on that yes. just in case anyone, whoever listens to this, is outside of our media area. So doubtful, good. but uh, if you need to know what a pepperoni roll is, write in. We'll be glad to explain it to you. But yeah, I come from just a, a uh, quintessentially West Virginian place. I uh, haven't always lived here. You know, I had some time serving in the military, uh, spent about eight years in the Southwest doing that. And uh, whereupon I returned to West Virginia because I, I suddenly realized that I wanted my kids to grow up barefoot in the country, climbing trees, uh, just like I did. And, uh, you know, 15 years after moving back, uh, that dream has come true. My kids, it's, it's freezing outside today, and my kids literally went outside barefoot. It's awesome. Looked at my youngest son, and I said, where's your coat and where's your shoes? He said, in the house. I said, you got to put them on. It's the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's cold in West Virginia the day before Thanksgiving. You know, It's never been warm this yeah. week. And, uh, and he says, well, I forgot. And so he put them on and uh, came inside about 10 minutes later, took them off, went outside again, forgot. No shoes, but I, I have to say that's what I wanted. One of my kids, barefoot, climbing trees in the country. They're doing that even as we speak. So I'm a school teacher. What else can I say? I've been a school teacher for 11 years. Uh, I teach English and theater. Um, you know, I have a 95% approval rating amongst my students. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, that's a guess. That's just just make it up. It's good. You're gonna. It's you know. I, I I'm get, Let's say five percent have uh, expressed uh, discontent. <laughs> so, and we could factor in uh, maybe twenty-five more percent who are afraid to speak. You know, we're just going to say twenty-five uh, percent approval rating. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I adjusted that. So, yeah, so, yeah, that's a good way to go. I think I'm allowed to make up the statistic of my own uh, approval rating. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, that's it's there. I think it, I saw that on on the news channels too. You can do that. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Bobby, uh, who are you? Uh, now, you you don't come from where I come from. Although we're both sitting in West Virginia right now, uh, yeah. you don't you don't come from this this part of the country, right? No, I um. So I 
my story is crazy, but anyway, it's fun. Um, I am. I'm gonna go with my skin color too, because you introduced yourself with skin color. You are a white male. I am a brown male. Um, from I have Hispanic heritage, uh, so that's that's what I do. Um, I <laughs> that's what I do. I don't, that makes zero sense, but whatever. I am I am Mexican, Hispanic, whatever. From Southern California, uh, I moved to West Virginia in 2003. Uh, to serve in youth ministry, um, to do some youth development work with World Vision Appalachia, which is a great organization serving in Philippi, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then um, throughout that time, just doing different youth ministry things, and um, then I moved on in 2013 to work as a youth pastor in Elkins, West Virginia. And then now is in 2017, we started a church here um, in Elkins, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I am a pastor church planter, um, author, blogger, um, husband, father, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, my wife born and raised in West Virginia. Um, so we don't have any plans of ever leaving this place. Uh, my kids are, are here. They love it. And so it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's who I am. I, you know, my story is long. Um, my journey with Jesus is, is a good one. Um, has been fun. It has been an adventure. Never planned on being a pastor. Uh, actually went, was going to go to school to be a pediatrician and then felt the call into ministry. Did youth ministry for 17 years and then uh, here I am. So it's it's been a journey. So we're a teacher and a preacher. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, highly respected uh, but not highly paid. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best thing about being a teacher or a preacher. You know, you get the respect of a doctor or a surgeon but none of the money. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Sometimes sometimes the, the respect um, – there are people – I think t- teachers, I think, get a lot of unspoken respect, but I think that you guys need more respect than what you receive, especially from the states you serve. That's just my own thing. But then preachers, we get respect from the people who are a part of our church, but then when other people see us and they say, oh, you're a preacher, they get really standoffish. Mm-hmm. Very like, um, wait a second. What are you going to – so wait. Are you going to try to talk to me about Jesus all the time? Mm-hmm. And um, some will. But some just want to really know who you are, right. and um, I kind of venture into that side a lot of times. Um, I can, so. I can, I can sort of curb that awkwardness uh, when I tell somebody my occupation. Uh, if I if I want to make them uncomfortable, I say I'm an English teacher, and people okay. have just out loud said to me, "Whoa, uh, you're going to be judging my grammar." You're gonna <laughs> be- <laughs> Yeah. Which which that sentence I could judge, but yes. I'm not that kind of a jerk. I've I've <laughs> never liked. I'm a different kind of jerk. I, yeah. I I've never liked the guy who stops people in the middle of something to correct. It's just absolutely ridiculous because he's just taken all of the attention off of a meaningful conversation and putting it onto himself and what he knows about how someone should speak. But speaking is improvised. It's random. You know. Yeah. I will judge your writing though. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But if I want to, if I want to flip it, and I want to make somebody comfortable with me, I tell them I'm a theater teacher, and they think, "Oh man, this guy," you know. <laughs> and then they get sort of a feeling of superiority, and it just makes them sort of relax. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, there you go. I mean, that's that's who we are, right? We are we are two just regular guys in in different fields of work, but really striving to lo- love and serve Christ to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And raising our families the same way, and um, just want to encourage people to think um, beyond themselves, yeah, and to think beyond their own culture, to think beyond their own understanding of church or their own understanding of how Jesus would work, and maybe push themselves to kind of see a little bit more into Scripture and uh, yeah. and a little bit more into 
who they are and what they're doing in this world. And I think culturally it's worth saying that, uh, well, I'm not a member of your church. So I'm coming from from a different church uh, down the road, and uh, it's uh, you know I'm about a how far is my town, my church from here about, about an 40, hour forty five minutes to an hour forty five yeah. minutes to an hour, and uh, it's a little more uh, people would say well to do community. I think anyone from your community would call my community uh, affluent or well to do. Yep. And so uh, I'm at a high school, uh, you know, where the the students come from uh, a little bit of a different background than the students do here. We'll just say that their families uh, are college educated and really come from a, a, a place of, um, you know, where, where education is highly valued and they ex- most of the students at my school are expected to, to go to college. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, you know, what, what it's like around here. Yeah, I would say I would say our community um, has the, those same – there are some families who have those same dreams and, and aspirations for their kids um, and education is valued. But then there are, are a lot of families who they feel it's more of a – um, get our kids into a trade. Let's teach them. Mm-hmm. Let's teach them the skills of our family. Let's get them through high school because that's what we're supposed to do. Right. But then they're going to get into whatever field we're doing. And, and so, to be honest, around here, that's really where the money is. Yeah. If you get your if you get your kids college educated, they're going to move somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. I have plenty of former students say, "I'd love to live in West Virginia, but my career doesn't happen in West Virginia. Yeah. You know, I have to be in the D.C. area, or I have to be in Philadelphia, or I have to be in New York." Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so I, you know, but I just pointing out that I'm coming from a different church and, you know, um, and I think that that means that, that my perspective is, is going to be, I'm seeing different things go on over there and there's some overlap, you mm-hmm. know, but our communities do have a sense of difference. So I also say that to say that um, my opinions and viewpoints, uh, this is the disclaimer, do not necessarily reflect those of Bobby and his congregation. <laughs> Oh, nor mine, really. I don't think my church. I'm kind of here to embarrass my own church, but I don't think they would claim me all the time. And and, and I guess my disclaimer says everything that I share here um, will reflect my church <laughs> and will reflect the way I, I, I lead this church. Um, because honestly, whatever I say here is probably stuff I'd say from the front of the congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would stuff stuff I would say on my. Uh, on my Facebook status. Oh, um, 100%. Like Bobby does not <laughs> sugarcoat. Um, and, and you're not you're not abrasive online, not at all. I mean, you're just telling the truth. You don't have to say it in some kind of, of mean way. you know. But I, I know pastors who will not have a social media account. And I think because they're afraid of uh, how their comments will be taken um, you know, online. You know? Sort, sort of that deal of, you know, you didn't realize uh, before social media you know, what your, what your uh, old Uncle Steve really believed, you know? Yeah. Now you know and you're horrified, yeah. you know? Um, and I think, I think some pastors are a little afraid that there's going to be some backlash once they really start talking about uh, things online. Or, 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 or a lot of pastors, I know, they have, that, they have that, um, that social media account, but it's just to share Bible verses, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but you, a lot of times, will take it one step f- uh, further. And uh, even as a teacher, you know, I, I always think like, well, heck, what should I really say? Yeah. You know, how much should I really tell them? Because everybody says re- avoid religion and politics. Now, the saving grace is I'm not uh, social media friends with any of my students. You know, mm-hmm. that that's something we do uh, after they graduate just to keep in touch. But um, none of my current students will really be able to follow me online, you know. Yeah. That's a, been a little something. But if you're a pastor, everybody in your congregation is going to follow you. Therefore, everything you say on social media, you know, um, and, and there are just plenty of things that, that people say, and, and they don't understand really how bad it sounds until someone points it out to them. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun journey. It's a fine line. I think we all have to walk. And what 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 cracks me up, and and I think that for the sake of time, we'll start shutting this down because we do want this just to be the intro. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is becoming longer than that, which is fine. Um, but um, one thing I want to say. You mentioned old Uncle Steve. I have an Uncle Steve. Do you? Okay. So Uncle Steve, if you listen to this, that was not addressing you in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I love the things you share on Facebook, so keep that up. Secondly, um, it cracks me up how people do have a hard time separating, though, um, their faith and their social media accounts. Sure. I feel like so many people say, well, I'm a Christian in public, but on my social media account, eh. Like it's, I'm just gonna post funny things, or I'm gonna say things that are random, or I'm gonna do whatever. But it's, it's not, but it, but not really thinking about the idea that everything we do reflects mm-hmm. Christ. Sure, I was taught that everything uh, is a ministry. You know, yeah. I, I had a mentor one time that said, "Listen, uh, you need to make sure the inside of your car is clean." I said, why? It's my car. You know, it was already paid for. I mean, this thing was a junker. You know, it was an '85 Nissan, which I was driving in the year 1998, so it was already beat up. And he says, you know, because everything's a ministry. You give somebody a ride in your car, you want them to feel comfortable in there. You know, mm. and if only that philosophy could be applied to social media. Yeah. But I see people all the time, you know, even reposting like a meme that's really reprehensible. You know, and they just reposted it because it was funny. And and then what's even crazy is when you look at the website it came from. You know, the mm. Facebook page. You know, yeah. and uh, so you'll see uh, the, the name of some nice person from your church, and it says, you know, uh, shared a photo from prison rape. <laughs> Junk sheet. Junk, you know, I'm like, uh, hold on, hold on. Do they do they know what Facebook page's meme came from? You know, <laughs> don't Google that. That'll take you down a really bad rabbit hole. Don't look up prison rape junk sheet because that's that won't be good to look up. No, I. <laughs> I love it. I think we're done here. Yep, that's a, that was a good one. Um, but yeah, so so that <laughs> I can't stop laughing from that one. That's good. I think that we are. That that's who we're going to be. We're going to talk about things. We're going to mm-hmm. we're going to address things, and we're going to have fun with it. Um, so, but we are going to not just this. We are going to talk about books that we're reading, um, mm-hmm. magazine articles that we might read, um, you know, things that we were wrestling with spiritually or or questioning doubts, those kind of things. Um, but also just things that we see. So that's just where we're at. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a great time. I'm excited. I think Jared's excited. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it's um, this has been something we've been working through and talking about for almost a year and a half now, maybe even longer. And just don't have time. I mean, we're <laughs> we're busy people. You know, working at a school can take your entire life. Working at a church can take your entire life. Yeah. So we're gonna do this. We're gonna have some fun. Hopefully, you'll subscribe uh, and get other people to subscribe because it's gonna be a fun, fun journey for us. Uh, we're excited. So with that, that's our intro. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed it and looking forward to more, and we'll see what happens. And this will be dated because it's going to talk about the day before Thanksgiving. This probably won't be coming out to about a week after Thanksgiving, right. but there you go. We're just so, going to have to be honest with that because yep. you know it, it strikes me how you know um, things change so fast politically. Yes, that you know, and once they do, once there's that watershed moment in politics, everything before it just feels so naive. You know, right. so yeah. I hope people know we're coming from uh, Thanksgiving 2018. So <laughs> if you hear this in January 2019, and it seems. Uh, you know, we we didn't know we didn't know about the alien invasion or whatever had happened. Yeah, you know, why didn't, why didn't you address that? Well, yeah, we didn't know about it yet. Yeah, you know, we weren't there. yet. We didn't know about the zombie apocalypse when we uh, recorded this. It hadn't happened yet. So yeah. you know. All right. Well, hey, Jared, I'm excited. Glad to be doing this with you, buddy.